0: From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter.
1: Hello and welcome to Straight Talk, I'm Laurel Porter. As Democrats and Republicans fight for control of the U.S. House, a local congressional race is in the national spotlight. It's the contest in Southwest Washington's third district where voters have a choice between Republican former Green Beret and Trump-endorsed Joe Kent and the Democrat from rural Skamania County who owns an auto repair shop, Marie Glusenkamp Perez. It's a wide open race after 6 term incumbent Republican Jamie Herrera Butler lost in the primary after voting to impeach former President Donald Trump. And now the race once classified by the Cook Political Report as likely Republican has moved to being leans Republican. Some are calling it a toss up race. Southwest Washington's third district includes Clark County and stretches north to Lewis County and reaches from Pacific County on the coast to Skamania County in the east. It also includes Wicayakum County and part of Thurston County. A week from Tuesday, voters will make their choice and here to present their case to voters, I am pleased to have with us here in the studio candidates, Marie Glusenkamp-Perez and Joe Kent. Thank you for joining us here on Straight Talk. It's a pleasure to have you both here. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. You both have very different views and visions for your district, for the country. Let's start there about what your vision is and how it's different than your opponents. And we'll begin with Joe Kent.
0: Sure, yeah, absolutely. So my vision for the district and really overall our country right now is to end one party rule in Washington, D.C. The last two years of one party rule has absolutely been disastrous for our country and for our district. We have out of control inflation. Inflation is going to steal one month of wages from every single American throughout the entire country. We have crime that's completely and totally out of control thanks to a wide open Southern border Enough fentanyl has been pumped into our country to kill many Americans multiple times over. It's number one killer of people ages 15 to 50. So these real problems right here can all be laid solely at the feet of Democrat policies. Joe Biden opened up our border for an invasion on day one. Democrats here in the district are releasing child killers in many cases from prison. We've had a complete and total erosion of law and order. The economy has been absolutely destroyed thanks to Democrat policies of killing off our ability to produce our own domestic energy and this massive omnibus spending, out of control government spending, that's what's driving inflation right now. And my opponent and Democrats throughout the country, they're trying to distract from these key issues that are hurting people in the district and, and throughout the entire country with all these other side issues that don't affect everyday Americans. So what I want to do is go to Washington, D.C. and put a check on one party rule, end the career of Nancy Pelosi, as Speaker of the House, and put a check on what Joe Biden has done to our economy, what he's doing to law and order.
1: Let's bring in, Marie, what is your vision and how is it different from Joe's? Well, you know, I'm running to be an independent voice for Southwest
2: Washington. You know, I run an auto repair and machine shop with my husband, and there's only one person on the ballot that has actually created jobs, that's actually worked in the trades. And by the way, Joe, I'm glad that you could come back home to Portland to be here with us today and find time in your busy work schedule to do that. Um, You know, I believe that we have got to get our economy back on track. Small businesses like mine really are hurting. Um, We've got to reshore manufacturing. We've got to support career and technical education. You know, I didn't start an auto repair shop so that I could run for Congress. I do it because I believe that work is inherently noble. Fixing things, working for a living is inherently noble. And we've got to return that attitude to Congress. We've got to have a Congress that looks more like America. And that's one of the reasons that I won't vote for Nancy Pelosi for speaker, because I believe that we need an independent voice representing Southwest Washington, which is what we've done for so long in Southwest Washington. Brian Baird and Jamie Herrera-Butler both stood up to their party when they needed to,
1: and that's something I'll do too. Well, number one issue that really concerns Americans, of course, is inflation, the cost of living, the high price of gasoline, groceries, even like Halloween candy this year. And, and, and as Joe mentioned, a lot of people are blaming the Democrats. You're trying to distance yourself from the Democrats, but blaming the Democrats for what we see with inflation. What is your plan to try to bring down inflation? What measures do you support? And how can voters have confidence that you won't represent more of the same, Marine? hmm Yeah. I mean, listen, there have been global
2: supply shocks driving our inflation. This is not the 1970s demand-driven inflation, and that's because for decades both parties have been failing to support substantively small businesses, which are the backbone of our economy. Supply chains have been weakened and collapsing. Um, We've got to get back to a place where we are building and making things in America again. My husband and I actually bought out a machine shop in 2020 because it was shutting down because they couldn't find apprentices. That's a real problem when auto shops like mine have to make their own parts to survive. We've got to start supporting career and technical education. One of the federal policies we can use to do that is ensure that Federal Pell Grants are available not just for two and four year colleges, which are great if that's what you want to do, but also available for apprenticeship programs. Now I'm, I'm willing to bet that many of the folks listening to the show right now are on a wait list for an electrician, a plumber, a carpenter, a mechanic, and those are trades jobs that can't be offshore to China. So it's an imperative that re-
1: we rebuild our workforce, we regrow the trades, and support entrepreneurship. And Joe, how is your plan different to bring down the cost of living and uh, why do we think that you'd have better results?
0: Everything she just mentioned, uh, you can do all those things and they won't matter if we continue to spend trillions and trillions of dollars that we don't have. So she's on the record saying that she would support the major pieces of legislation that were passed through this last Congress, regardless of who was the speaker, whether it's Nancy Pelosi or not. So inflation's being driven by this massive amount of excessive government deficit spending via the omnibus system. She has said that she would support omnibus types of spending Omnibus spending uh, with the Fed continuing to print trillions and trillions of dollars we don't have that's what's driving inflation. I won't sign off on omnibus bills. I will be a good steward of the taxpayer dollars cut excessive government regulation and government spending and also get our energy economy back online. Joe Biden made a conscientious decision to kill off Keystone XL to end exploratory drilling. Everybody remembers what gas prices were just two years ago. We need to return uh, the era of America energy independence so that people aren't being strangled at the gas pump. So on day one, I want to say very plainly to the Biden administration, they will turn back on U.S. energy or we will withhold the federal budget. We have to hold their feet to the fire to give the American people some actual relief and then stop this insane spending. You can have all the different job programs and stuff that you want, but if you're continuing to spend money at deficit like this, it's going to make inflation out of control and it's going to crash the U.S. dollar.
1: Crime is rampant in a lot of big yeah. cities across the country, including we see a higher rate of crime in Portland and Vancouver is no exception, parts of Southwest Washington. What do you wanna to do to try to reduce crime?
0: First and foremost, we have to seal off the southern border. I mean, Maria said that we don't need to build a southern border wall. We can't build a southern border wall. She wants to expedite judges down there, to expedite amnesty. We have to seal off the southern border. We have to build the wall. We actually have to get tough on the Mexican I'm not, I'm not gonna Mexican let Joe lie cartel. about
2: me. I we believe get, in strong borders. We have to get hard
0: on the Mexican drug cartels. Let me finish, Marie. We have to get hard on the Mexican drug cartels stop the fentanyl from flowing into our country right now there is no democrat out there candidate or elected official that's actually taking a stand against mexican drug cartel pumping fentanyl into our country and that has to stop. That's number one. Second here in the district, we have to make sure that our police officers can actually get out there and proactively police. The Democrats in Olympia passed a series of bills last October that took away the police ability to go out and actively proactively police and to start taking criminals off the streets and they're getting rid of three strikes and you're out. Now these same Democrats like Sharon Wiley have endorsed Marie. And so now we have them letting prisoners go, violent criminals onto the streets of Vancouver potentially. So the well, Democrat policies at every level, it's open borders and open prisons. Let's let
1: Marie respond here. Yeah, that, that's
2: ridiculous, Joe. I believe that every country, America, has a right and a responsibility to know who is coming into and what is coming across our borders. I support strong borders. But not a wall. I, a, a wall? is less effective than the electronic systems we already have. We just need to fund them fully and implement them and and also ensure that our um, southern border is secure, that we are funding law enforcement to be down there and and monitoring it.
0: So you don't want to surge judges down there anymore, like you said before? We
2: need a surge of judges to process the um, cases of of people who are coming here looking for, um, not amnesty, but uh, asylum.
0: Right, asylum and amnesty are basically the same thing. And you have to, you, you have to process asylum in a third country, trust me, I didn't, of, when, when of we were pulling when we were on. pulling out of Iraq, I was actually processing a lot of the asylum and amnesty claims myself. It takes time you need to do it in a third country to do it safely. But if you surge judges down there to give asylum or amnesty, you are creating an incentive yep. Joe, for more illegal immigration. That's Joe what's Kent gonna, that's has, the demand signal well, sent let sent let from Jokin
2: has been on the record saying he wants to ban all immigration for 20 years. To reestablish a white
0: majority. I've never said that. I said you I want, agreed I agreed when they to, said that. I did not. That whole, that entire. It's on exchange. tape, Joe. No, it's not on tape. If you go back and you look oh, at the tape, oh, I just oh, got first. done arguing with the white nationalist clowns, and then I was turning to someone else, and they completely and totally misquoted. What do you me? so I, mean I Economic immigration. I, want to have, yeah, economic immigration. Mean? I don't believe that we should be importing massive amounts of people on H-1B visas that take away jobs from people that are working in the tech sector. I don't believe that we should be bringing across a lot of illegal immigrants or people specifically to work. In the trades, to work in manual labor. I think the priority of our country has to be to put our people first. If we can, conti- if we have all these different job programs, and we say that we're going to bring back our manufacturing, but we continue to import people to take away jobs from Americans, we are that, destroying American families. Do you think Americans want to do
1: some of the farm labor that immigrants are doing?
0: I think we need to have a culture that actually rewards work, but we can't always. We can't always. What Joe wants is forty-dollar cranberry sauce,
1: and that
2: is why so many people in the agricultural industry are supporting me. Because at a time of record-high grocery prices, Joe Kent's plan to ban all immigration for 20 years would put food prices through the roof. It would collapse the agricultural industry. Well, let me jump to we can bring over seasonal. Okay, we, can, we can
0: easily bring over seasonal workers or seasonal visas. We just have to make sure they leave at the end of it and they're not given amnesty. Right now, the massive amounts of amnesty that are continually given, especially stapled onto farm bills by Republicans and Democrats. That's what incentivizes these folks to stay in the country, pass their visa, and then systemically take jobs away and from Americans. And let me
1: jump, jump to another, uh, in the interest of time, another subject on abortion, because you both really differ on this subject. Um, even though Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, there's still protections in Washington state. Yeah by law and in Oregon for the right to an abortion. Now, you've said to me on Straight Talk when you were here in May, um, that you believe that life begins at conception. I do. Do you wanna see the Washington right to abortion overturned in Washington state?
0: I'm running for a federal position, so yes, I would. I mean, if if I was running for state house or for governor, that would be my position. And you
1: would like to see a federal ban on abortion. Would you vote for that in Congress if it comes up?
0: The problem is of a federal ban in Congress right now in a post-Roe era, is that the courts would throw it out? The courts, the, the, courts, the, courts the courts, for have, one. the courts have ruled that it needs to go back to the states, and but so Joe, I'm okay if it be in the states. But okay. yeah, but you did
1: tell me though that you would vote for a federal ban
0: for a federal ban on abortion, on abortion. It would be kind of a waste of time at this point. But
1: you would vote for one. Are you saying you wouldn't vote for one? It'd be
0: a, it would just to bring it to the floor would probably be so. A is waste. that a no It'd vote? Be a waste of time. Can I say
1: that's a no vote for you?
0: If it comes up, if there's a chance to fight for life, I'm going to fight for so life. So you
1: vote for yes. Is there, would you have any exceptions for incest, rape, or the life of a mother?
0: Life of the mother, absolutely, always. I mean, look, I don't think having to triage when the, when the mother is in crisis, I don't view that as an abortion. Doctors so have you're to make going triage to, so time So who's going
2: to decide when the life of the mother is at risk? Doctors so, some, No, some 20-year-old staffer working for Mitch McConnell. That's your plan. No, it's a doctor. It's ha- no, it's having somebody show up and, and say, prove that your miscarriage was really, you know, an accident, that it wasn't your fault, that you didn't do something. You want the no, sheriffs no, no, showing up no, at someone's door. No, no, door. no, no, no,
0: no one's talking about that. That is, how ridiculous else would this be
2: implemented, Joe? No. That's, how else would this be implemented? Annoying, and the thing is, Laurel, is that what women want in Washington state does not matter to Joe. We have been very clear about our values in Washington State, and that's not what important. So it is. and, 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 to and that's
0: and that's where and that's where the states' rights issues come in. Roe is the law of the land. Roe has been struck down, sent back to the states. Now, look, abortion is a hot topic, and I understand this. And I'm I'm pro-life. I believe life begins at conception. The Democrats right now, and Marie's stance of not limiting abortion, well, no me, limits, on, no limits on abortion that. up to the Do ninth you support
1: month. Any limits on abortion? No, because. It, you, Up to you nine
0: can't, months. We're, we can terminate a pregnancy at nine months.
2: You can't say what's going on. What federal bill is going to uh, address all of the nuance of what could be going on in any of those
1: pregnancies? If
2: that doesn't but exist. But there are people
1: who say your, your view is extreme, that you support abortion. There are cases when are, are, a
2: nine-month abortion would be very, very extreme. Nobody wants that. That, doesn't, that. That's not something that... That is a tragedy when that's a necessity.
1: Let me, let me ask you something about questions, Joe, that have been swirling around. And, sure. and Marie was sort of inferring in her opening statement about questions about your employment. Mm-hmm. It came up with the Daily Beast publication. They were looking into the company you said you worked for, American Enterprise Solutions, and they couldn't find any evidence that existed. KGW looked, but it turns out, you said it was all a clerical error, mm-hmm. a typo that actually named something else. It changed its name to Advanced Enterprise Solutions. Can you clear that up for us?
0: Yeah, when I onboarded with the company, it was American Enterprise Solutions. AES, I've always said AES, or American Enterprise Solutions. It changed a couple of years ago to Advanced Enterprise Solutions. So we corrected the documents with the FEC and with the House Ethics Committee. I've done seven in-person town halls since that article came out. I wasn't even aware of the article until a couple of days ago. No one in the district, no voter, has asked me once about this. What they're concerned with is one month of their wages being okay. stolen by well, Let me go back. I do, have a few more,
1: I do have a few more questions sure. about that. The Daily Beast that, it was, like you repeated that misstatement 34 sometimes, which seems like a lot of misstatements for a clerical error. And now you have an ex-campaign manager who worked for you last year saying that you never worked an hour for that company, that he called it a phantom company, that he did your scheduling um, and said that you're in essentially being paid for campaigning. Uh, I fired. What, what, I fired him but, what, for not what, doing enough work for me. But what so. do you, what do you actually do for the company? Can you tell us what you do? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a project manager. But what do you do? Like on a, so like, I kind of so I hire
0: subcontractors. Uh, I do a good deal of managing how much progress is being made on the tasks that they've been assigned that we've hired them for. So it's a good deal of of working with uh, cellular towers, Wi-Fi construction, those types of issues. And
1: you've said that you don't support omnibus spending and big spending. You disagree with all the spending that Congress did during the pandemic, trillions of dollars, but the company you work for actually got a PPP loan, a, a paycheck protection program loan that helped pay for employees, including yourself during the pandemic. Do you think that was a good program? Would you have voted for that program?
0: Well, the problem with it is, is that the government mandated the government took away everyone's ability to open their business, right? And then they came back and said, "Now that we've taken away your ability to open your business, now we'll give you some money." It's ridiculous. Weren't the, you the shutdowns never should have happened Weren't in the remotely? Were
2: you w- working remotely?
0: I work remotely, but there actually a corporate so office. So that's that many my of our question. I mean, too.
2: when you sign your emails for your work, your actual job, like, isn't the name of the company at the bottom of your email signature? No. Well, you said it was
1: AES. I think you said it was AES. Everybody calls it AES.
0: I mean, but, we don't wear uniforms and go into an office. But, um,
1: and Kent's campaign's pointing to something about your own employment. They sent this to the Daily Beast, this article that appeared in the Clark County today that mm-hmm. cited a lawyer's uh, press release, a Vancouver lawyer's press release, based on some emails from the Stevenson Downtown Association when you were applying for executive director yeah. expanded. Yeah, and and let me just. I just, I'll just finish just to say that The Stevenson Downtown Association has refuted the claim saying that you uh, left your job abruptly. That's what the lawyer said, and that you didn't get along with volunteers. Um, that there were questionable circumstances. That very day, that article came out. The Stevenson Downtown Association put out their own press release saying those allegations are false. But can you just give us your take on it? What happened when you left? Yeah, Joe ken is dragging
2: up a small rural nonprofit into a political dogfight to try and slander me and distract them from the important economic. Work they're doing in rural Skamania County and Skamania County. So, um, you know, it is lies. It's just more lies to distract from the reality. I'm really proud of the work I did there. I was a contract employee. I left when the contract expired. That's not getting fired. I mean, this is just you reapply, slandering. Reapplied
0: and didn't get the job later on.
2: I did not accept the contract they offered me. Okay. We left. and and I'm proud of the work I did there, and they immediately refuted it. He went out and hired Joey Gibson's lawyer to try and uh, pull Freedom of Information Act and,
1: and waste everyone's time. I mean, this is just ridiculous. And again, we should say that the Stevenson Downtown Association says that they left on amicable, parted on amicable terms.
0: So resumes are important, and I encourage people to look at my military resume, how I served for 20 years, um, and I think her resume, yeah, give it a test, but really at the end of the day, these little anecdotes and the back and forth insults, like, does that really matter? Is that going to address inflation? Is that going to address crime? The real issues that we actually hire people to go to Congress and fight for, like, none of this matters. These little anecdotes about, you know, who lives in what I, community. I think it
2: does matter if you work for a living. I think. It does. I think it matters. Who's signing your checks? i most that, certainly working. Who, who is signing your checks? When are you that's working? All been fully, that's
0: all been fully disclosed. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I have released all three years of my last uh, last three years. Photos tax returns. of the first page. No, no, no. no. We're, we're releasing my full tax we returns. look And that is
2: the question, Joe. So when are you, are
0: you working? Are you going to release yours? Are
2: you? Who is signing your checks? Who's paying you to run against Jamie Herrera Butler and run against me today?
0: My boss at AES. Okay. I, I work remotely, like many people do.
1: Okay, candidates, Marie and Joe, we, we have to stop there because we're running out of time, but we're gonna take a break right now. When we come back, the candidates get to ask each other a question. We're back after the break. Welcome back to Straight Talk, I'm Laurel Porter. We're talking with the candidates in Southwest Washington's third congressional district, Marie Glusenkamp Perez and Joe Kent. Once again, welcome to the show. I had a question for Marie, because the Washington Post had a report out this week that said that because of the beating the economy is taking, that the, the tide seems to be shifting towards Republicans, and they're having to shore up their efforts for the Democrats, the, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, and they're focusing their money in other places and essentially abandoned your campaign. They're not giving you any money. I mean, just, how does that feel? I mean, it must sting. Well, I am I am proud to be running an independent race, and I'm proud that my
2: dollars are by and large, coming from Washington State, I haven't been fundraising in Dallas, Texas, or Mar-a-Lago, or Washington, D.C. This race is a grassroots race being funded by people in Washington State. And so I'm really proud to continue to be an independent voice for our district. And so it's, it's frustrating that you know, the, the D C is doing their own thing, but I'm really proud of continuing to run an independent race. Do
1: you think that they abandon your, your race too soon? You think you can win this race?
2: Well, you know, um, my opponent has not been endorsed by any of the federal elected Republicans, Kathy McMorris-Rogers, Dan Newhouse, Jamie Herrera-Butler. I've been endorsed by many Republicans in our district. And so I'm really proud to have a lot of bipartisan support because they recognize there's only one moderate on the ballot. Do you want to respond to that, Joe?
0: Yeah, I'm endorsed by the former uh, head of the, or the vice chair of the Democratic National Convention, Tulsi Gabbard. I'm endorsed by Washington State Republicans. So that covers all the Republican elected officials in the state unless they specifically come out and say otherwise. So plenty of endorsements. I mean, I think that this is just more distractions from the key issues here. So I had to fight a hard fought primary. So I didn't get any support whatsoever from the Republican establishment. I had $12 million spent against me all by pretty much Republican groups. So. That's why I had to aggressively fundraise. I'm not taking any corporate PAC money. I've done it all without any, taking any, uh, any corporate PAC money. and I'm going to continue that as a congressman.
1: Well, we have time for you each to ask a question. So Joe, let me let you ask Maria a question and sure. she can ask you one.
0: Marie, if you're sticking up for blue-collar and working-class people, why do you advocate putting tolls on the I-5 bridge? That is going to disproportionately affect people in Clark County, especially folks working in the trades that have to travel into the Portland metropolitan area. It's really just going to be a huge tax on the residents of Clark County in favor of the residents in Multnomah yeah, County, where your business. You is. and
2: I actually agree that tolls are a regressive tax. I do not advocate for tolls. I'm not out here asking for tolls. You said, my you job, said in your my in the job economy, is inevitable. that. My job is to bring back the most dollars we can from the federal government, and that's how we're going to reduce the cost of tolls. There are, of the existing, there are existing programs, means-tested programs, to ensure that people who are on lower incomes or fixed incomes have a means-tested pass to not pay those tolls. Tolls are a reality. I'm not advocating for them. I'm just saying there are a lot of projects out there f- fighting for federal dollars and tolls are an inevitable part of the funding package. So you've, ar- you've
0: already surrendered and said we're going to have tolls on there and the people I that am are low acknowledging income, the they're going to they're and have to And meanwhile, Joe, more.
2: you have been very clear you won't sign an omnibus bill. No. You're going to let those federal dollars go to other states and solve their problems. No. We can do standalone so very, bills. Let's let you ask Joe a question because we're running out of time. So, Joe, you're already on the record saying that you want to defund the FBI, but you're also on camera saying that you will not send Uh, federal dollars to state agencies, state police that aren't enforcing the law that you think they should be enforcing. So right now, today, would you vote to send federal dollars, any federal dollars, to the state of Washington's police departments?
0: To Jay Inslee? No. If it's controlled by Inslee, absolutely not. Seattle is a failing sanctuary city. I feel the same way over here in Portland about Oregon. Why would we send federal dollars to cities and to governors who will not enforce so you're law you're gonna defund what our I, police what, departments. I, what I will do is I will take you're the really federal law enforcement grants and I will give them to sheriffs. Sheriffs are actually elected by the people. They're accountable to people. I will hold the FBI accountable and make sure they're actually doing federal law enforcement, securing our borders, going after members of the Mexican cartel, going after your friends in Antifa that you were helping support during the summer. Okay, let me, I'm let not me.
1: Gonna, gonna let you lie about, I have no harbor Okay, let me, let me jump in here because I want to give you each the <laughs> opportunity to have a final thought for our viewers. About 30 <laughs> seconds to 40 seconds. Joe Kent, final thought.
0: Yeah, can you afford two more years of one-party control in Washington, D.C.? The answer is you can't. One month of your wages or more in many cases is going to be stolen from you thanks to the inflation because of omnibus spending that she, as you can hear, is a massive fan of. Thanks to our energy economy being absolutely destroyed. Out-of-control crime. It's not safe to walk down the streets thanks to Democrats in this country. The out-of-control fentanyl targeting our children. And then Democrats have endorsed Marie that she refuses to distance herself from, letting child killers out of prison. As far as law and order goes, as far as your Pocketbook goes. We have to end one party rule in D.C. I am seconds.
2: not here to be a cheerleader for any party. I'm here to be an independent voice for Southwest Washington. I fix things for a living. Joe Kent wants to break things. I want to build bridges. Joe Kent wants to burn bridges down. You know, I will work for our district. I will be honest. I will be accountable. I will listen. And this district has a strong record of electing independent voices and I will stand up for the best interest of our district and be accountable to our district.
1: We don't know who's signing Joe Kemp's checks. Well, candidates, I want to thank you both for being here on Straight Talk. And to find out more about the candidates, you can check out their websites Joe Kent for Congress.com and Marie for Congress.com. And we ran out of time to talk about a lot of different issues. So the candidates have graciously agreed to stay a little bit longer for a bonus episode of Straight Talk that you can find on our podcast. Listen there. Just search for KGW Straight Talk wherever you get your podcast. Ballots are out, so be sure to vote. Election day is Tuesday, November 8th. And join us next week when my guests are candidates for Portland City Council, current Commissioner Joanne Hardesty, and her challenger Renee Gonzalez. We'll see you next week for Straight Talk. Have a great week. And welcome to a bonus round for Straight Talk with congressional candidates in Southwest Washington's 3rd District, Joe Kent and Marie Glusenkamp-Perez. We ran out of time during our initial episode of Straight Talk this week to get some of the questions we'd like to ask answered. And the candidates agreed to answer a few more. So thanks again for, for being here for this bonus round a lot of people talking about Social Security, that Congress needs to do something because even the Social Security Administration on its website says by 2035, it's not gonna be able yeah. to pay out full benefits, only about 70 to 75% of benefits, if Congress doesn't act. And, and Joe, we talked about this a little bit when you were on in May, you talked about your idea for privatizing Social Security, like a 401k for younger people, like Gen X, Gen Z, millennials. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you still think that's a good idea?
0: I think it's something we should explore. I think it's definitely worth having a conversation about. If we bury our head in the sand, then it's going to go insolvent probably even faster than they had they, they guessed. So right now what we can't do is continue to do more of the same old. What's driving the, the insolubility of Social Security is out of control omnibus spending. It's the fact that the government just takes our money and they spend it pretty much on everything else but benefiting the American people. So number one is good fiscal responsibility. What we can't do is what my opponent advocates for, which is putting an additional tax, more taxes on people making less than $150,000. That's going to be, that's that's not true, make much that worse. That is said. not true. You said you We'll, we'll, well hear what the she cap.
1: says in just a minute, but you also said you would favor raising the eligibility age for retirement for the younger generation. That's something, too, to
0: explore as well. I mean, folks are living longer, so let, let's take a look at, you know, when a good, a good idea to actually go ahead and retire and start drawing Social Security. Yeah. Is. Again, we can't just stick our head in the sand and say everything's going to be fine. And we also can't raise the FICA rate and put a tax on families making less than $150,000. Well, no. Let's hear what Marie's idea
2: That's the opposite is. of what the FICA tax So Joe's idea is that, we, you just heard him say, he believes we're living longer so we should retire later but only certain kinds of people are living longer. People who work in white collar jobs are living longer. People who work in the trades like me and my family are not living longer. Why should we pay with our retirement for the retirements of, of people who work in office jobs? That That's not equitable. And so, And you're right. I mean, Social Security is a crisis. They have not passed a bill on Social Security since before I was alive in Congress, and we're stuck talking about all these clickbait politics that don't impact people's lives. And so, what a FICA test uh, does, it ensures that you know right now people pay up to the first $147,000 they make, Uh, and then after that, they don't pay at all. If we remove that cap and people paid the same proportion of their income regardless of how much they make. That would remove ninety percent of the solvency issues. And it would allow you to continue to if you put in more, you can draw more. This is a good solution. This is a, a win-win. So, so, so that's, that's going to raise
0: taxes on he, families he, making less no, than 150000 dollars And the then when they go to pull it out, it's, <sighs> it's going, to make, it 000, it's going right? to make it insolvent. It's going to make it It's going to make it insolvent much faster when those people, because they've put more in, when they go to withdraw because they've put more in, it's going to make it insolvent two, three times as fast? You do not understand this issue. Well, uh, I think I completely understand this issue. And you want to continue this reckless spending and continuing you know, to tax. The Democrats have proven they cannot be trusted when it comes to financial responsibility. And this is just yet okay, another Okay, let,
1: Let's go on to another subject. This is the first national election after the January 6th Capitol insurrection. You told our reporter uh, Evan Watson when he talked to you recently that you believe it was a, an intelligence operation. What, what evidence do you have for that?
0: I, I've said it needs to be fully investigated and fully adjudicated. I think there's parts of it, especially when you look at you know, Ray Epps and some of these other folks who haven't been arrested, but they were clearly participating in leadership roles in criminal activity. There's a lot there that does look like an intelligence operation. I've worked in intelligence I. What, know what, what these do you mean look by like. that? So, Ray Epps, the guy that was telling people to go into the Capitol, that was removing barriers so that protesters go into the
1: Capitol. But why would, would they would do that? The I'm Capitol. not understanding why. Exactly.
0: They why wouldn't they do that? And why won't they answer when we have the director of the FBI on the floor of the House and the Senate? He refuses to answer whether or not Ray Epps was a federal agent or not. But he's the one that was encouraging other people to go into the Capitol. The list goes on. We can go on for quite a while. I mean, there was pipe bombs that were found there right before the actual January 6th event, right, at the RNC and at the DNC. The perimeter, they had the necessary troops to push out the perimeter I used to work and I did tactical stuff for 20 years they should have pushed the perimeter out. They decided not to. So why did these things happen? There's been a narrative around January 6th that's been weaponized against well over half the country, anybody who voted for President Trump. We are told for months that, you know, crazy Trump supporters beat to death a police officer. Find out later that none of that actually happened. So we've been lied to consistently. So all I'm saying is... Sorry, five, let's re- let's relief, police let's officers died during those riots. Uh, not during the riots. They died afterwards. That's been a narrative that's wow. been completely and totally wow. discredited. Okay, well, if, I, no, run over you, if I run you
1: over with a car and so you do die the what we, what we the need next to do is, is just lay it up. up. We can't,
0: we can't just continue to accept <laughs> you, the and narrative. And you called some
1: of the defendants political prisoners. You know, what do you one, mean by that?
0: Anyone who gets detained by our government and deprived of their right to a speedy trial and their right to defense, they, they are essentially but political do, do prisoners. But do you support
1: the people that rushed into the Capitol? First world? off, Put- I condemn
0: anyone who did anything violent. If anybody did anything violent, they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And what about That's those who rushed
1: in to the try to who, subvert the, 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 the folks democratic who, process? The
0: folks who walked into the Capitol. When I was stationed in, in the D.C. area, I lived on Capitol Hill. There's protesters in the Capitol. All the time, there's police officers who open the doors for the protesters. So the people that simply walked in and yeah, they're trespassing. Fine, give them a fine and let's move on our way. But the people that were actually like hunted down like terrorists and put into confinement, they've been deprived of their constitutional rights. Well, let me see what to take on, the take what, what's your take on January? But six- these
2: people were violent political rioters trying to subvert. A democratic election, and we are entirely too sanguine about this.
0: And prosecute the violent ones. <laughs> this
2: this is this is obscene. First, they try to steal the elections with violence, and and now they're trying to steal it by undermining the. A mail-in ballot system, uh, which, you know, frankly, paper ballots are the gold standard in election security. Joe Kent wants to abolish them. No one in Washington to, state is to, calling for that. Where do you get this agenda from? I that's to, what I want to I want us to vote
0: in person so people can't receive two ballots like you. It's a, completely a it's a completely and totally insecure, until like two weeks ago, you were receiving your organ ballot that is at your Washington that address is a, and your Washington ballot. I have, a, I have, and have and never like, voted, voted in two states. It's a horrible system. No one said you voted, but you received. Ballots. These ballots get sent out there and there's no way to account for them. What's wrong with voting in person? Yes, it's it a that felony to citizen. vote. And
2: people get prosecuted for a felony when that happens, but it's vanishingly rare. I mean, election fraud is vanishingly rare. And they, you and know, your idea get, just that just we're going to take time off from work, we're going to stand in line Make all day. Make it a national holiday.
0: Make it two national holidays. You know,
2: the, idea, the, the idea, and, and then and that's not a bad idea, but. It it doesn't address this this lie you're perpetuating about how elections are being stolen when you don't win.
0: No no I'm not I'm not saying that they're stolen. I'm saying we need to adjudicate. Them. Do, if, do you think the 2020 election I think, was I think stolen? No, you have
1: said that. I, think? I have
0: totally said that. 100 percent. Do you yeah. think
1: it, you still think it was rigged? We
0: need to adjudicate it. And if I'm wrong, why would why you why wouldn't, you, why you, didn't wouldn't join you want a to point, lawsuit? Why wouldn't you want to actually lay out <laughs> well, all let the? Let ask you
1: about the You did join a lawsuit in Washington course, State. absolutely. Um, that you said that the auditors had flipped some votes, but that got dismissed. No, 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 that, no.
0: All all our, all of, the, all, of the, all that our uh, lawsuit asked for was a full forensic audit. Well, we, it simp- got- we simply requested to see where our ballots were. And the were. judge
1: dismissed it, and saying the judge it was dismissed identical it. to many other lawsuits right, across right this, at, right after, the country right after, were we, frivolous. The, right
0: after we the people said, can we see our ballots, the Democrats parachuted in Perkins Coie to represent them. Everyone knows who Perkins Coie is. Perkins Coie is a Democrat operative laws, uh, law firm that charges probably about 1200 bucks per but hour. But you
1: you've also said you think Lauren Culp actually won the the governor's election against I was, Jay I was, Inslee. Do you I was, really I was, believe I, that? Is that a joke? I Because he was beaten was by... Joking. You know, I was joking
0: But look, at the end of the day,
1: that is I want to
0: won, joke I about That I is wanted, a deeply look, weird thing to joke about. We both won in August. I won in August. I beat Jamie herrera Butler by a very narrow margin. I would be more than happy if we go over to the auditor's office right now and we fully audit the August election. Will you I'm stand totally by this, okay this
1: election win or lose?
0: Oh, yeah, i have already said that. But you know what I always push for is an audit. Why can't we audit it? With the, with the election of 2020, the margin of victory hey, hey. in key battleground states is less than 12,000 in several places so why wouldn't we respect the people enough because right now you have probably 75% of Republicans you have 45% of independents that say they don't trust our election system why wouldn't we the people just say hey we, we respect what you're saying. Let's lay out all the evidence, as opposed to saying you're not allowed to Marie, ask that question. Well, when
2: respond. when they keep moving the goalposts, right? We present evidence. We do an audit. We we do uh, surveys, and we find that there is no fraud. That's but then you just been. but it, and then they're they're basically saying prove Sasquatch doesn't exist. You know, they keep moving the goalposts, and you can't. You, you know. It's politically driven, no, and there's it's real corroding evidence. There's our real There's
0: real evidence that hasn't been. Fully but but they don't but then present supposed, it. That's then what present, present it, what and when your 6th. case
2: goes before the court, and they dismiss it because it's baseless, they won't, and then you they say, won't "Oh, they won't hear the cases." Your
1: case was reviewed, and it was found baseless.
0: Right, they wouldn't let it. Let me ask you animals.
1: a little bit more about vote by mail because Republican sure. secretaries of state in Washington have said it's safe and secure. It's very popular in Washington. It, most people want to keep vote by mail, but do you want to see it abolished?
0: I do. I want us to go back to voting in person with an ID at a precinct where the precinct rosters are scrubbed. The ID indicates if you're an eligible voter. And then we don't even use machines. We count the ballots with observers from every single side. And if there's discrepancies, we adjudicate them right there. It's a transparent process. Okay,
1: one more topic before we get to just a few fun questions about. Of Second Amendment guns. you both support the Second Amendment. Uh, Marie, you've said that you would support some common ground, trying to find common ground to try to reduce gun violence, that it, you know we're seeing record gun violence in Portland again and many other cities. what are What are you supporting to some common sense measures you think would help? Well, you know, I think
2: that when we look around, we see that kids are not as old as they used to be, you know that um, there's just a lack of whatever. Whatever the cause is, one of the solutions that we can do to address uh, rising violence is to pa- increase the age at which young people can purchase what are known as assault weapons from 18, what it's currently, to 21.
1: And that's, that's the that's a extent comment, yes. of what you would yes. do. What, what do you so think? Marie, any safety so, measures so you support? So Marie thinks
0: that you're good enough to go serve your country with a weapon, go fight and die overseas. But when you come back, if you're not old enough to buy a beer, if you're not 21 years old, then you don't get to have the same assault rifles that she brags herself about having. This is the exact reason why we have the Second Amendment, is to prevent government from becoming tyrannical. So we don't need any more laws on the books about guns. There's already far too many. What we need to do is enforce actual laws. And order, and we need to make sure that people have their Second Amendment not infringed whatsoever. It's one thing to say that you support the Second Amendment, but then you say, "But I want restrictions on these people over here." Well, then who's next? Who's, who's, the, ne- who's the next group that's in power? Is
2: it is it true? Would you would you would you really you really believe we should have machine guns?
0: The Second Amendment, as written, shall not be infringed. I think that the American people should have the exact same weapons that our military has. The reason why we have a Second Amendment is to keep a tyrannical government off our back. Look at the post-COVID world. We would be like Canada or we'd be like Australia right now if we didn't have our Second Amendment. The only check that we have from our government having a complete and total monopoly on violence and on power is our Second Amendment. Well,
1: let me ask you just a few questions mm. before we, we wrap up. Just f- some fun questions. What, what's the last book you read, Marie? Oh, um I uh, read a book called How the World Really Works by this guy,
2: Vaclav Smil, um, it's an energy policy book. And Joe, how about the last book you
0: read? Last book I read uh, probably The Stakes by Michael Anton.
1: And if you had uh, an out of town guest, what's, the, what's your favorite place to take your out of town guests?
0: Um, I would probably take them to the ape caves.
1: And how about you, Marie? Uh, well this time of year
2: we like to uh, go down, there's, a, there's an old apple orchard that's like a, a park
1: now and um, play baseball with the Fallen Apples. So it, that's what you do with out-of-town guests? Yeah. So it, I know you both are super busy campaigning, but if you ever have a free day, what, what do you like to do? What's your hobbies, Marie? Well, I
2: mean, when you run a small business, like, <laughs> I mean, there's not like, there's not like free time.
1: But let's say you had a free day. And um, I know you're a mom of a 15-month-old, yeah, but I just mean, dreaming, if some you had laundry, a free day. laundry, I don't
2: know. <laughs> do some laundry. Um, uh, uh, we we um, have trails on our property that we, we
1: walk quite a bit. How about you, Joe? What, do you, what would you like to do in a free day?
0: Well, I'd take my sons probably down to either Update Caves or out to uh, Molten Falls, just somewhere out in the woods, I mean, just to hang out with my kids. That's what they like to do, build forts and, and just have one-on-one time with me.
1: Okay, tell me something that people don't know about you, something that would surprise voters to, to know about you.
0: Hmm. Uh, I'm an Eagle Scout, so grew up in the woods here in the Pacific Northwest, that's where I got my love of country, my desire to go in the military, um, and I think really just the, between that and my parents, the foundational values for life.
1: And what's something that would surprise people about you, Marie? Um, well, growing up, my dad was the pastor of a church. What, what church was he pastor of? It was a
2: non-denominational, um, it was a Bible church, so um, it was a Spanish-speaking church, and um, really proud of of the work that my family did there.
1: Well, I want to thank you both for mm-hmm. participating in this bonus round yeah. here on Straight Talk and wish you both the best of luck in, in the election and the campaign. And remember, remind everybody to vote on November 8th. Thanks again for listening to this bonus round of Straight Talk with the candidates from the 3rd District in Southwest Washington, Joe Kent and Marie Glusenkamp-Perez.